1: welcome to the backpacking blisters podcast everybody my name is carl mandrioli and i've got a special guest host today my good friend john kelly he's the only man that thinks spiders seek medical advice from a place called web md
2: it's the truth it's the truth you you, you, you nailed it <laughs> Like uh, it's my wife has got it on me for years for that. She swears it's not true, but I, I believe it 100% believe yeah, usually it. Wives
1: hate spiders. I'm surprised that she's even
2: invested in what spiders might even do. Well, I would bring spiders into the house because I was worried about them. And so <laughs> that, that kind of upset her, you know, she was like, they don't need WebMD.
1: <laughs> they don't need it. Oh my gosh. Hey man, I really appreciate you taking the time. You're co-hosting an episode. Yeah, man. This awesome, is fun. Man. I'm excited about this.
2: You don't, you may not realize this, you may not realize this, but I listened to your podcast starting back in 2019. Really? It was the summer. It was the summer of 2019. And Dan Dan Becker said, Hey, you got to listen to this podcast. Oh, wow. These are some good guys. Check them out. I was driving from Florida to Kentucky. Okay. And everyone was exhausted. So they're all asleep. I listened to your podcast for 13 hours what are you serious 13 hours (laughs) oh my i listened to so many
1: episodes of that podcast i felt like you guys were my best friends i hey i want to be your best friend i really i need more friends to be honest so yeah uh, it
2: worked out it was great so i've been a fan ever since dude you're the best man i appreciate that
1: well, and, and obviously, yeah, you, you thought, you know what, these, if these yahoos can do it, we can do it too. And your podcast is just amazing as well. And so I actually, I use your podcast as like research, <laughs> Oh
2: man, that's not good research, man. That's you guys are way research. more,
1: um, plugged in with the gear stuff than I am. So I, I just love hearing you guys chat about gear and, uh, and the other nonsense too. Well, it just means
2: Jeremiah and I are bigger nerds. That's yeah. really all well. it means.
1: Yeah. And, and nerd used to be like a bad term back in the day, but now it's kind of like a endearing term. Right. So that's not all I'll that take bad. it. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Well, let's talk about like the whole friendship thing, because I think it was last year you reached out to me with the pot. You're like, I might be coming to Colorado this or in twenty twenty three. Yeah, I would like to do that still. Yeah, I still want to do that. Wait a minute. The way you're saying that makes me think that you're not you're not actually coming.
2: Well, I'm not not coming either. It's just not on the calendar. It's just not set up yet. Okay.
1: Gotcha. So you might come. Yeah. Here's here's what's happened in my last year. Have I told you about my last year? If you're going to talk injuries, I know you've been hurt for a while.
2: I had injuries. I had pneumonia. I had all kinds of stuff. For like, I didn't do any actual hiking from the 4th of July until the end of September. Mm, okay. And, and so I lost out on a lot of trips this year. And so this is kind of my get back year. Okay. Like... I'm trying to get, um, like, I'll be in, uh, I don't know when this is going to release, but I'll be in Alabama soon, Mm -hmm. doing a trip down there. Um, I'm planning to hit up uh, the Pine Mountain Trail. It's in eastern Kentucky. It's supposed to be really nice. It's in the uh, Cumberland Gap area. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a couple other places I want to hit, like, there's the Savage Gulf in Tennessee that I want to hit up, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I want to get out west.
1: I've never hiked out west. All right. So... Colorado is definitely on my list of places I want to go to. So, and all the places you just mentioned, I'm sure are amazing and awesome. But let's be honest, they're not the Rocky Mountains. Come on, come on. (laughs) I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you. I can't argue with you on that. All right, can't do it. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Sounds like okay. Sounds like you got the list. I mean, you have like the laundry list of where you're going. Are these things that you were unable to do last year, and you just kind of push them forward, or is this just you're kind of moving past that?
2: Yes and no. Uh, the Savage Gulf I've been trying to go to for two years, Uh, a couple years back, I had a trip planned there and my buddy had to back out at the last second because of work. And I don't know the area well enough to feel like I want to go there by myself yet. Okay. At least I didn't two years ago. Let's put it that way. And then this last summer I was going to go and then all the injuries and stuff just kept me from going. So that's one of those places I've been wanting to go for a while. It's supposed to have an insane amount of waterfalls and overlooks and stuff like that. So gotcha. Yeah. Pretty excited about it. What about you, man? Where are you going backpacking this yeah, year? Yeah, we got.
1: So, I mean, we're doing. You know, we do some Patreon trips. We got a couple of Patreon trips planned. So in in March, we're going to Canyonlands. It's a a bring a kid trip, nice. and so we got some folks that are bringing one or more kids on that trip. And then we've got one scheduled for August as well. And everybody's wanted to go back to the Wind River Range, which is just an amazing, amazing oh. place with easier permits. So that's so it's looking like we're headed there. And then we don't have permits yet for our July trip we're shooting for like a remote section of Northern Yosemite. So that's, those are kind of the big three. And then I've got a couple other ones going on, but there's always, yeah, always room to add, especially I think between March and July, I've got a gap there. So yeah, you know, it's it's funny about you mentioning, okay, well, I didn't go backpacking from what was it from something to, it was like July.
2: It was, it was July to the end of September, which for
1: me is like, tormenting me. Yeah. So and and that's just yeah. um business as usual for my co-host Eric. His is more like I haven't gone backpacking <laughs> from from like August to June. <laughs> so so you missing out Poor man. Derek. You're, you're, yeah. It's just funny. All right. Uh speaking of going backpacking, one thing I wanted to follow up with it was a conversation we had I want to say it was like 6 months ago, maybe longer probably longer, you were talking about kind of like where your heart was for like, you know, the purpose behind backpacking, the purpose behind, you know, having your YouTube channel, being on a podcast, having so much experience. And so you said you wanted to really kind of hone in on like your home church and starting to invite guys and just basically get guys off the couch and out into the wild. So, so where are we in that process? Actually, the trip to Alabama and taking two guys from my church down for that. Okay. And that's, that's intentional for... Trying to get some kind of introduce guys to backpacking. Yeah,
2: yeah, we've got a we've also got a guy at our church that just started coming here the last year or two, and uh, he's got all this property, mm-hmm. and he's got this area behind his house that's perfect for like tents and hammocks and stuff like that. Okay, and then across the the road, it's not a street; it's a road. It's out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, he's got all these hiking trails at his friend's property that we can hike on. Okay, so it'll be a good introduction for guys who might be interested in backpacking but aren't quite ready to commit to being out there for days right so uh it'll be a good chance for guys to check out gear sleep outside do some hiking that kind of thing okay and uh he's on me he's on me every
1: week when are you coming out when are you bring the guys let's go right you know so it's it's pretty cool so yeah so they can practice you know like setting up a tent or using a stove or water filter or whatever without committing yep. to like you said the multi-day process so, so short answer is like you're making it happen. You're this is this is something that's happening, and yeah, man, way to get where to get that going? That's awesome. I'm, tr-
2: I'm trying. I'm trying. That's all. I'll say, I'm trying. I I can't promise that it's all gonna happen, but we're we're making the attempt. Like the the trip that I went on in November was supposed to be a guys trip for our church. I had eight guys sign up at the beginning. Yep. One ended up going with me, so it's <laughs> you know like what? there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I'm like
1: that happened. We went to yeah. That happened. We went to the Tetons. We had, I had 10 people cancel.
2: <sighs> yeah.
1: That's yeah. frustrating.
2: I think what I'm going to have to do is do like a three day trip instead of a full week. <laughs> wait, wait, you were doing a full week. Well, oh, no, 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 hold up, <laughs> no, hold up, hold up. We were doing shakedown hikes throughout the time leading up to it. Okay. So like we did like weekend trips and one night trips to get ready for it. Okay. Um, All of it ending up in this week long trip.
1: A week is and, a commitment, uh, man.
2: That's a lot. Yeah, it is. We want commitment, man.
1: Yeah, you no, know, hey, I would love that too. <laughs> go hard or go home. Okay, three days, two nights, ten people canceled. That's all I'm going to say. So, of course, a week is going to have a have a high attrition rate. But um, hey, you're you're getting, you know, you're putting on the calendar. You're you're trying. I full respect. Last question about that is: so you're around camp, you know, you got the campfire going, whatever. Uh, you're you're eating dinner. Are you are you going preacher mode? you going. You have a message. You got a Bible study. You doing anything like that? No,
2: not really. Uh,
1: because they get that
2: at other times. I think this is more okay. let's just get together and get like, let's be bros. You know, I mean, I, that's kind of okay. the easy answer for it. But um, those conversations will happen. You know, that's that just naturally flows okay. out of everything. But I don't for those trips, I don't do a lot of that unless, unless like the request is made beforehand, hey, could we do this? But a lot of times, um, oh, okay. Because those guys get that from me like during the week or on weekends, um, this is a chance for just like authentic community
1: with the guys. And so we try and take advantage of that more. Yeah. I'm not, cha- I'm not like, yeah. Trying to like ask you to do that or challenge you on that. I was just trying to figure out kind of what your Quit tell me What to was. do,
2: Carl, Quit telling me what to do.
1: <laughs> Here's what you need to do next time. Unsolicited advice. Speaking of our episode topic. So, yeah, I, I mean, I've had it always. I've had it where we, we don't do anything intentional. Like you're saying, those authentic conversations happen. And then I've had it like to the other extreme this past summer where I went on a church trip where, you know, it was like, everybody stop. For the next 20 minutes, think about this and oh. be silent. And I was like, uh, I like the intention behind it, but this is, this is feeling like a, yeah, a different kind of death march, so. Anyway. Yeah, I'm a minister, and I don't even like that. So yeah, yeah, it was a little too much, but that's okay. It was good to try a different yeah. trip. All right, so okay, this episode, I gotta get go backstory here. So, so when you were willing to do when you co-host an episode with me, I gave you some episode topics, and so this is the one that you chose. Absolutely. I for sure thought you were gonna choose the one about how to survive a zombie apocalypse off trail. You didn't choose that one.
2: No, I I felt like you needed somebody who wasn't an expert to make it way more um, entertaining. Oh,
1: so you feel like you're a zombie expert is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Like <laughs> it would be all textbook, you
1: know, and, and that's just too boring for the average person. So
2: I didn't want to I didn't want to put everybody through
1: that. Okay, fair enough. So so we got um, six between both of us six pieces of bad advice that everyone out there, all of our fellow adventurers, should stop taking. I'm really excited to hear what you got. So you want to go first? You want to go second? Yeah. No? Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. It's right, fun. You my,
2: I will say my third one is going to be controversial.
1: Well, so is mine. So we'll be good. We might, we might throw down over this third one, but I'll, I'll, I'll save it till the end. Let's be honest. If we disagree, it's going to be more interesting that way. So I'm actually, I'm hoping that uh, I can, I can ruffle your feathers a little bit here.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I live in central Kentucky and I don't know if you know this about Kentucky, but we have a universal concealed carry law. As okay. long as you're over 18, you can conceal carry. You don't have to have I'm talking about a gun. Mm-hmm. You don't have to you don't have to have any kind of special license and you can't be arrested for it unless you have a felony in your background. Okay. I've had several guys who I know who ask when I go backpacking if I'm bringing a gun with me, like a pistol, and when I say no, they lose their minds. <laughs> and and they tell me I need to bring a gun on the trail and Let's just, I don't need to bring a gun. And just to clarify, these are, these are
1: new, newer backpackers or just any backpackers? Some of them aren't even backpackers, but they're still trying to give me advice. (laughs) Like, like, what are you
2: going to do if some crazy person comes out of the woods? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. There's like three or four of
1: us we will beat them up. I don't, I don't know, but like, I'm not going to take a gun with me. Has that happened? Have you have even backpacking? And as you're hiking down the trail, like somebody who wasn't right in the head, like emerges from the trees? Yes. You have? That has okay. happened. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that has happened.
2: Um, I was on the Sheltoe Trace and it was a section. If there's somebody listening and they know anything about the Sheltoy Trace, it's a section from Yamacraw to the Cumberland Falls. It's about a 32 mile section. It was a two day hike. And um, I was hiking up this hill and, And this guy jumps out of the woods wearing nothing but jean shorts and hiking boots and (laughs) yells, yep, yep, or something like ridiculous and just runs back to the other side of the woods and he's gone. I never saw him again. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) I've never hiked so fast in my life. Okay. Tying it back to your your bad advice there. If you had a concealed weapon, are you pulling it out at that point? No. Right? Right. No. I'm not pulling a gun out. Yeah. Okay. Like
2: the, the only purpose, the only purpose for pulling a gun out of self-defense and that's, that's it. Like I actually have a concealed carry license. I'll just be completely transparent. I have a concealed carry license. Okay. I don't always carry, um, right. but you have to take so many classes and you have to, you have to take a test and mm-hmm. know all of the laws and there, it is so stringent on what you can use a gun for. Right. Um, and it's just, I'm not taking a gun
1: backpacking. Right.
2: And so the bad not advice
1: happened. is like summed up is you should bring a gun backpacking. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to agree that that's bad advice because yeah, we had on our trip to... It's not ultralight. Yeah. It's the opposite. It's not ultralight. It's the opposite. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We had a trip in Wyoming where we had, oh, how many guys were going? I think it was four, four guys. And one of the guys is a hunter and he's a gun guy. He loves having a gun. He just makes him feel safer. So he brought a gun and I, and I, t- I talked to him. I was like, hey, we're doing a hard trip whatever you want to bring is fine. Keep your pack under, I think said under 30 pounds, just total pack weight, not base weight, just total pack weight. And I think he was able to get it right at about 30 pounds, but then plus the gun, which is like, whatever, five pounds. And he actually fell behind so far at one point on a section that was a little bit tough to navigate that he thought he was like truly, truly lost, like way, you know, just off the beaten path. And it freaked him out. And I don't know if it was like, if it was that five pounds, but I was just like, man, we talked about this. And so I'm in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so your bad advice was from the perspective of maybe like a, like a non-backpacker, you said, or somebody who was like a, a newer backpacker. I think most backpackers, yeah. especially experienced ones, aren't bringing guns. My first piece of advice is from uh, your, your outdoor shop sales clerk. All right? Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. And I might have even been this person back in the day when I was working at REI when I was really young. But wait, you worked at RAI like forever ago, like before. Yeah. Like when I was, Oh, wow. I was 21, 22 years old. So was that like five years ago? Yeah, exactly. Why is that impressive? Why is working at RAI impressive? It's like a sales clerk job. (laughs) I was just hoping you still had a discount. I was going to take advantage of that. Oh, you know, what's funny about that is, is when I first got hired, there was somebody that got hired with me. And the discount applied like immediately. So so day one, they just filled a shopping cart, just loaded it with gear, and got you know the discount at the register and quit. <laughs> they went through training and quit. Basically, is all they did. I was like that. Oh my yeah, god! Like, that's not very nice. That's not what they want. <laughs> so no, but that's funny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to work at REI is not. You know, like, like anybody can work there.
2: <laughs> I was just looking out for me. Okay. I just I was just trying to see if you sold a discount. Okay. You know, I was going to take it Oh, yeah, I, I hear you know. yeah. Um,
1: I'll wear my REI vest. I still got it. I'll wear it next next time we, we uh, co-host. <laughs> <laughs> People that are just listening on the audio apps wouldn't care, but the YouTubers might appreciate it. Anyway, so, okay. Yeah. So, from the sales click perspective, they say something to the effect of, like, if you want to find out if your pack fits... Just wear it around the shop while you you look around you're buying other things. Just wear it around. You're here for half an hour. That'll tell you all you need to know. I think that's bad advice because you're walking around. It's a, not good. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that's like a start. Like, there's nothing else you can really do. They have those little, you know, ramps to test out shoes. You, you walk up and down that enough times like that helps, but that's kind of weird. So, you're walking around the store, flat surface. You're wearing it for, what, 30 minutes, maybe 60 minutes at the most. You can get an idea if there's some weird things rubbing, like some of those yoke, you know, strap systems. will might kind of rub your neck, for example. But other than that, it's not going to tell you what it feels like after eight hours on the trail. Come on. Right? No. Well, and also, if you're not putting any gear in it, like I've told people
2: when they buy a, I ba- I actually put this in a video. I-, I said, get your gear, take it to an REI,
1: make sure it fits in a backpack. You Wait know, a like- second. Like, like you know grab a a bin full of your gear and bring it to the store yeah
2: <laughs> you think i'm crazy i'm being dead serious like just like put it all put it all in like a trash compactor bag yeah. and just oh, walk in and God. tell them what you're wanting to do and and you'd be surprised they'll let you do it
1: no, I know. Well, I can just imagine trying to get out of the store with like. They're like, "Wait a second! Like, did you buy that Jet Oil?" Uh, <laughs> no, I brought it with me. I wait. You brought it with you? What are you talking about? <laughs> I forgot. You're a big Jet Oil guy, aren't you? Not big. I'm just. I'm just like. Yeah, I'm not anything else. I'm not like a MSR guy. Why is that? Is that offensive? No. Okay. No. Do you not like? Do you not like the Jet Oil? Come on.
2: No, but it's like, it's fun to tell people, oh, so you're a jet boil person, and they automatic, automatically get defensive, and you just, I just sit back and smile, because I don't really care. I
1: just want to see what the reaction is when I say, oh, you're a jet boil person. You got the reaction. You succeeded. I got the reaction <laughs> I wanted. I, I, it
2: worked out well for me.
1: <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I don't know if it, like, like, I like the jet boil more than other stoves, but I'm not, like, trying, you know, I'm not preaching from the mountaintops, you must buy a jet boil. Like, you like another stove, that's great. Use another stove. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I've got, like, several stoves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so, so, okay, very intrigued by this whole bring your gear to the store. Do your outdoor stores not have those, you know, like sandbags or whatever, those packs you can kind of, like the weighted sacks you can put inside the pack to try but it out? But it, it's not for the weight. It's not for the weight. Like, the reason I tell people to do
2: that is so they can make sure that they get the right size pack. Oh. Because if you buy too big of a pack okay. or too small of a pack, your gear doesn't fit right. Right. It's going to be an awful hike. And so I tell people, you know, when you get your, buy your tent, buy your sleeping bag, buy all your main gear and make sure that fits in the backpack the right way before okay. you buy the backpack. And like, like you said, you're not going to know whether or not it feels good, but if you buy it like a, at an REI or
1: something, you can return it right you know within a year right? right 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 and that's kind of where my yeah so yeah that's where, where my twist of this is is the good advice is just buy it at a store with a good return policy that way you can go you don't have to go backpacking with you just yeah. wear it on the trail for a few days on long hikes and you can tell if it fits or not so yep, i agree with you 100 i just got an email from a guy who bought a mystery ranch backpack because he was taking heavier loads and he wanted something that rode better on him and uh and and the Mr. Ranch, the heavier duty ones when I'm taking like kids and stuff, like they they do great carrying heavier loads. But for him, it wasn't oh, yeah. working well. And so he's like, Are you sure that this does well with heavier loads? And I said, Well, I mean, I kind of just said the same thing. Just hopefully you bought it at a store with a good return policy because yeah, yeah you gotta try yeah. it out. But um, I like okay, I like the thought behind you gotta be able to fit your gear inside the pack. Like that's actually it sounds wise. But have you heard from folks over the years, like, hey, I I bought a pack and I just can't fit everything in there. Like, is that a common problem? Yeah, if they're watching YouTube. Okay.
2: Because you get all these guys who are like hiking with a frameless 35 liter pack. Oh. And you're getting started in backpacking and you've got a, you know, a, a 650 fill 20 degree sleeping bag that you can't even barely fit the sleeping bag in
1: that pack. You know, so the so they're commenting back on the YouTube channel, like, I bought the pack as you said to, and I can't fit my stuff now. I've never, I've never had anybody send
2: that. No, but <laughs> right, but it, there's, but there's wisdom in, in making sure you have your gear before you have your backpack to make sure you got the right size backpack because there's nothing more. I hate returning stuff. Oh, uh, okay.
1: I hate returning stuff. Right. So I'd rather just get it right the first time and move well, on. Well, yeah. I mean, so, would. I just can look at my stuff and kind of figure out, like, yeah, it'll, it'll kind of generally fit, but. I guess my real question you're is, is I was challenging you on like, are you solving a problem? that's not really a problem. That's what, really what I was asking you. And it sounds like yeah. you're saying, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> oh, All right. So that's mine. What's your number two? My number two is a funny one. This was the funniest. Okay. And
2: I hope the person that did this doesn't listen to your podcast. Um, But so <laughs> remember I told you, I took a friend with me on this hike in November. It was supposed to be a big group. Well, we went down to the yep. foothills trail in South Carolina. And okay. The first day we get on trail and it is pouring the rain. Pouring the rain. And by the time we get to our campsite, the guy that's hiking with me, his chair has broken. Um, he almost lost his watch in a creek. Wait, wait, wait. His chair broke before you
1: get to the campsite.
2: Yeah, we stopped for lunch and I set up my tarp and okay. my hammock so we could sit under it to eat lunch so we didn't have to sit in the rain. And when he sat down, it just snapped. <sighs> okay. and, and so. So that was like an hour into the hike, right? We're two miles okay. into the hike and he breaks yeah. his chair and right. uh, he gets, he's already starting to get a blister on one of his feet. Couple other things kind of going on with all this. So we get to camp, we get set up. He goes to throw his rock sack over the, the limb to hang up our, our bear bags and it spins around the limb and gets stuck. <laughs> and so we had to take, we had to take 35 minutes to get the, To get the rock sack off the tree. So we get that off. Finally, everything settled down. So we're going to go to bed for the night. We know it's going to rain all night. So we're like, let's just get in. Let's go to bed. We didn't even make a fire because everything was wet. Right. So we went to bed. Um, I was in my hammock. He was over in his tent. The next morning we get up and his tent leaked all night. (sighs) And so his stuff was soaking wet. And so we ended up coming off the trail. And it's a good thing we did because... The hurricane that came through Florida actually hit later in that week when we were going to be on the trail in in an area where there's no phone coverage and there's no way to get off the trail. So it was like it was kind of a godsend in some ways. But I posted on the Foothills Trail um, Facebook page that we were coming off trail and that we were going to because of what was going on. And this one guy, this was the advice I was given. Well, why don't you put a tarp over your tent then? Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking to myself. Of course, why didn't I think of that? I, whenever I bring a tent, I always put a tarp over top of my tent.
1: Um, I was just like, so. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Was he asking like why didn't you do that or why don't you do that moving forward? No, he was.
2: He was. He was telling ah. us we should. We, should, you should do that. Maybe next. Mm. He said next time you should just bring a tarp, and put it over top of your tent. Yeah, and I'm thinking isn't that what the rain flies for is that yeah technically it's just it's it's a shaped tarp right like so yeah and it was it was almost like how dare you not bring a tarp (laughs) with you to put over top of your tent in that
1: single story you describe two trail characters that we've come to know and and sort of love in some ways so so the guy number one at least for this trip sounds like what we call a trip saboteur because he he had multiple things going on where he's just like you know it worked out for you in the end obviously with the hurricane coming but yeah he was a trip saboteur and
2: yeah and
1: we ended up going on another
2: we just went home got dry gear and went somewhere okay. else and the rest of the week was right. fine it was just that one
1: day was yeah horrid. and just because you're a trip saboteur doesn't mean you're always gonna be one but sounds like that at least for that circumstance he was kind of funny the second guy you're talking about the one that gave you the the bad advice that's the guy that brings like double of everything because what if something fails, right? So what if my stove fails? Uh-huh. I've got two stoves. What if my water filter fails? You know, like like there's that guy. So he's he's overloaded probably in general.
2: Yeah. I just know to this day, it's the strangest advice I've yeah. ever been given. And it was, it was worded in such a way where it was kind of like, I can't believe you wouldn't think of this. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> condescending, <know> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't believe you wouldn't have an extra
1: tarp to put over top of your tent. You fool. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how many people have gotten that specific advice, but that, that person is, is readily giving advice all the time. And that's why they, I mean, I've gotten that from yeah. people. I've gotten crazy advice from people all the time just from having this podcast where they're giving, they're, you know, they basically want me to bring two of everything because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for yeah. redundancy purposes. And, and that's what they're talking about there. So I like that one. That's yeah. a good one. Um, okay. My next one is from the perspective of uh professional YouTubers such as yourself. Ooh. Yeah. And I've heard this from multiple YouTubers. So I actually like, like this thought has blended together so much. I don't actually know where you stand on this. So you might disagree with this one, but the advice is simple. Buy a Trekology pillow. They're cheap. They're lightweight. Bad advice. That's that's, I'm not even tell you why, but what do you think about that? <laughs>
2: Uh, I already know why. Um, I would say if you're if you're not Carl Mandrioli, buy a <laughs> trekology pillow. <laughs> what are pillow. you talking about? <laughs> because you're the only person I know has had that much bad luck. I've got two trekology okay. pillows. One I used for the entire Sheltoe Trace, like 350 yeah. miles, and never once did it have a problem with deflating. It smelled awful by oh, the end. Oh yeah, but any pillow will. I mean it. It was awful at the end, but yeah, I never had any problem with the pillow. Uh, the only reason I don't use them now is because I'm in a hammock and I don't really need a full-size pillow of any kind
1: okay. in a hammock. So, but yeah, I'd- just go to Amazon, my friend. Click on the reviews. Click on the reviews. Deflated night one, like pulled it out of the pack, inflated it first time, deflated, pulled it out, had a big hole in it. Like I don't feel do that <laughs> bad, but you know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, you want to roll the dice? You know what? Sometimes, like you can win. You can, like you just you just described a scenario where you won. Well, how? How quickly? How quickly do they do they do that to you? So I bought three, and one one did is not like deflating at this point, but the uh, other two. I think Good. it was like trip two was my first one, and then we had uh, you know yeah. Justin outdoors on our show who convinced me to try again, and that's when I bought two more. I bought one for myself, one for my son, and for him it was like immediately night one, like it was you know basically out of the package kind of a thing. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell everybody about it. You know, you do what you want with the advice. Uh Was Okay, was Derek on any of these trips? Uh I don't think he was. As we talked about, he doesn't go backpacking a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I just I just Oh, cuz he sab? you think he sabotaged me? I mean, he could. He could. Yeah. Cuz it is kind of funny. But um that's interesting. So what like I'll, I'll just reveal this right now because um who knows if he'll actually like take the time to watch this episode on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast apps. Dude, but, he's uh, my
2: spirit animal. I remember from our last episode, he's my spirit animal. He, yeah. Well, okay, so maybe it. he will,
1: maybe he will, but I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. So for our July trip coming up, I am committing to at least like three to four solid pranks throughout the trip. We're like, we're going to wow. get him filmed. I'm going to get some creative ones going. And so what you're discussing is you're talking about like deflating somebody's pill on Is Like that's a pretty serious prank. Is that, that sounds well, like you're going over the line right there.
2: It'd be a pinhole, which is what you'd have to do. Right. It'd have to be a pinhole. You wouldn't be able to like deflate it, deflate it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You're not but... like taking
2: a knife to it's what you're saying. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I no. still feel but like I, it's crossing I, the line. I'm not. I'm not. I would. Stuff. I wouldn't. I don't mess with people's gear though. So like, okay. it, it could happen.
1: It could happen. You're making me nervous going backpacking with you now. So if I invite you on a trip, are you like, should I like guard my inflatable stuff? I mean, don't worry about me. I don't do pranks. You're you're against pranks or you just don't do them? I'm all verbal abuse. I don't I don't do any kind of like prank abuse. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Ha- I'll will t- take the verbal abuse, but I don't want you pinholing <laughs> my, my pillow. And you don't even no. and with the trichology pillow, you don't even need to. It's already done for you. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was my number 2. What's your what's your last one? Bad advice you've heard. This one is um
2: this is controversial. I think there's going to be a lot of people disagree with me on this. But I think it's horrible advice. Okay. And that's use a pack cover when it rains.
1: What?
2: I think that's terrible advice. <sighs> okay. You want me to okay. explain why? Are you going to start talking about trash compactor bags? I mean, or Nyla flume bags or whatever you okay. want to use as a liner. But if if you're packing things correctly, the things that are on the outside of your pack can get wet and it doesn't hurt them. You know, like on the outside of my pack, I've got, My medical kit, which is in a Ziploc bag that it can get rained on all day and nothing's going to happen to it. Mm -hmm. I've got my poop kit, sanitation kit, whatever you want to call it. And it's the same thing. I've got a a full poop
1: kit, not just like a, like some toilet paper, just like a, a, you call it a kit. I I got my, I got my trowel. I got my toilet
2: paper. I got my hand sanitizer. You know, I got, it's a kit, you know. Okay. It's a few little items that make it a little more sanitary. So, and if you've never used, uh wissy wipes that's something you need to look into so okay that's an discussion will, for another day those. yeah but anyways <laughs> but if, if everything on the outside of your pack can get wet it doesn't matter every time i've used a pack cover in downpour rain the pack mm-hmm. cover gets filled with water it doesn't filled. matter how tall filled with it like i i, I put in the bottom of it soaking wet mm-hmm. and it gets heavier okay and it's not really doing anything but yeah. if I've got everything that needs to be protected from the rain inside my pack, inside something that's going to protect it better than a pack cover would anyways, right? then why do I need a pack cover that's just going to get soaking wet and heavy? And the other thing about pack covers is they kind of gather water on top of them. Hmm. And then when you lean forward, it all goes down your, your neck. <laughs> it's just like, okay. what is the point of this thing? Like, And, and I backpack more with an umbrella now. Um, okay because then I don't have to sweat inside of a raincoat. Right. And so I carry an umbrella. I have an umbrella connected to my chest strap on my backpack and that's what I use. So I think pack covers are a horrible idea.
1: Yeah, I think everything you just described there was wrong and horrible. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring it down. <laughs> what you're describing, okay, have you tried, you keep on throwing the phrase around pack cover, but have you actually tried like a, a waterproof pack cover? Because what you're yes. describing with water pooling, like what is going on there? I've never had it pour down my back or pool. Well, on let, my me you, let me ask you a question Is yeah. anything really waterproof? Yeah, the pack covers are. No. No, I'm telling you. When you hike, are you in science mode? You're like, according to
2: science, nothing is like. If you're getting one of those poly nylon whatever, no, because I've wetted through every kind that you can have. Like I've hiked four straight days in the rain, and by the end of it, it was just a wet thing that just got
1: soaked all the time, and it was absolutely worthless. To be fair, our weather patterns are way different where we go backpacking and i yeah. have hiked in multiple days i mean i just did that literally in the tetons uh, a few months ago i i still have a feeling like you know because you're hiking in the rain but it's also humid outside or more humid where you're going than i'm going and then my typical rainstorms are, are afternoon thundershowers every once in a while you get the full day of rain uh you yeah. don't typically get the full, like four de- four days of downpour like you're describing so we have different s- yeah. situations for sure but here's, okay, so if you're going to go, like, the interior liner bag, whatever, and you're, you're saying keep your stuff that's waterproof from the outside, like, I get the concept there, but when there's rain droplets on my pack cover, I just shake them off, you know, every so often, and I'm not carrying that water weight, whereas if my pack is absorbing the water, now my pack is heavier, probably by a good, good measure, I would guess. My pack,
2: I mean, I use, the, the one pack I use is Ultra Fabric, which... Is more waterproof than Dyneema. Okay. And I've got other packs that are like the Eco Pack and the X Pack, and they're just as waterproof as the pack cover that you've got on the back of your backpack. So, I mean, you're going to carry the weight one way or the other for me. So, sounds like you got fancier packs than me. So, maybe that's the issue. (laughs) Well, you know, here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, we did say, you know, that I'm I'm, I'm more of a professional
1: here, so. That's true. All right. I'm just kidding. Touche. Touche. <laughs> uh, no, I, I see your, your point, and, and I'm just going to chalk it up to we have different experiences going different places, but if I had packs yeah. that, that beaded the water up, as you're describing, like my pack cover does, then, of course, yeah, I would be all in on what you're saying, and I would just wrap the things that really need to stay, you know, like, away from the water inside my pack that way, so. Yeah. The only, yeah, the only things that are on the outside of my pack can get wet and it doesn't matter. So. Okay. I have tried the trash compactor bag where I put that as like the interior liner. And there's probably a better system, but I just felt like it constantly got in the way. So, and I didn't like really? that. Really? Interesting. Yeah. But that could be user error. Well, what backpack do you have just out of curiosity? Uh, I mean, kind of like it depends on the trip. So I've got the Granite Gear something Blaze 60 or 65, whatever okay. it is. Yeah. And so I'll use that kind of that's like a medium weight pack that I'll use on like a versatile trip where it's more like when I'm going lighter weight, but I'm not going like ultra ultra light, and then I've got the Mystery Ranch Bridger 65 for the for the family trips or or like that church trip I was telling you about where I'm like, I'm gonna end up carrying other people's gear. I'm just gonna have a lot of weight in my pack. So yeah kind of thing. But I am trying I'm looking at trying the uh one of the hyper light mountain gear packs this year.
2: Yeah, those are nice. I don't have one, but eventually I'll get one. Okay, so I'm gonna, that's on my list of things to try. Like, I've got six backpacks behind me right now, and one of them I haven't used yet. So one of them I'm going to start using this year, which is going to be in a video soon.
1: Okay, so, you'll have to let us know. But, but I mean, plug. you're probably the same way. You, you bring a pack based on the type of trip you're doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's, okay. So, all right. Um, so you're right about the last one. That was controversial, and I'm happy to just, uh, you know, we can agree to disagree on that one, so yeah, it's okay that you're wrong. It's not a problem. <sighs> okay. you know what, folks, if you could let us know, <laughs> do you prefer the interior or the exterior? Just leave a comment below if you're on YouTube or just reach out on social media. Just let us know what's better. What do you prefer? Um, you you know what? Every time I go up against anybody, I usually lose, so I'll probably lose this one too. Heck, but pack covers are popular, so there's a good strong
2: chance that I'll lose this one. and I I knew, I knew that going into it.
1: Yeah, well we'll see. I like the Osprey one that has the kind of the clip that goes behind the shoulder straps because that, that's maybe what kind of keeps it from pooling or whatever. But um Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, I got one. So my last one is from the perspective of uh of cliche dads and moms out there. All right. Yeah. We've all heard this said: don't eat yellow snow. Bad advice. You know why? It's because you can take some yellow- I, I pulled some snow from outside, I got it right here. It's got, it's melted down quite a bit. Okay. Get the, get the snow yeah. and then you can combine that with everybody's favorite, the country time lemonade powder right there. You got a yellow snow slushy. Boom. Except it's salty. So what is, who cares? What's wrong
2: with that? So you're getting, you're still using the yellow snow or are you making yellow snow? I'm making the yellow
1: snow. I'm, oh, yeah, okay. The bad okay, advice okay, okay. is don't eat it. I'm saying this is the yellow okay. snow that you can eat. It's a good slushy. It's got like you're saying it's salty, so it's got the electrolytes right well, here. This is like high quality electrolyte powder. Right? I thought
2: you. Were, I right. thought you were taking yellow snow and then putting lemonade in it to mask the fact that it's urinated snow. So
1: I, <laughs> that's why I'm like going.
2: <laughs>
1: so it's salty, salty <laughs> lemonade.
2: What? What is oh, this? Oh my gosh,
1: that's awful. This could be my prank this year is just to bring some limited power, and just kinda of pour it on like a high mountain snow patch and be like, hey guys, check this out. Um, and but this, it is, up and this eat doesn't it? look like this doesn't look like urine snow, does it? No, no, no. It looks fine. It looks fine. Okay. Yeah. But it's just it's just... full, by the way, but we started. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you Perfect. go. No, that's great advice. Okay. Do you get snow where you live? Yeah, we
2: actually uh, we just got snow this past week when it dropped to negative nine. Right.
1: Well, in yeah, Kentucky, and I knew that you had that that cold front come in. I just didn't know if it actually snowed during that time.
2: Yeah, it did. The roads, the roads, um, they got ice first, and then it snowed over top of the ice. So the roads okay. were awesome because in Kentucky they don't know how to salt a road very well.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, so, neither did they do in Colorado, and we get a lot of snow here. So. Yeah. That's in. Yeah. So I'm sure your kids have like had you know they're like, can I eat the snow or can I make a little slushy? You've done that stuff before, right? They don't ask. They just start eating it. <laughs> do they ever ask like can i put sprinkles in the snow like that kind of thing oh my son my son we
2: went to walmart uh-huh. and there was blue snow and he, and blue snow is the stuff that has the chemicals in it yeah to melt stuff yeah my son grabs a handful that starts <laughs> to put it towards his mouth and i had to stop him <laughs> okay because um, i may not have had a son in a day you know right like, was, right
1: a plus dad when you caught you caught it before it happens oh. that's good
2: yeah it was so close now he's eating so much dirty
1: snow yeah like oh, my that's son fine, doesn't right? understand if
2: it's not white mm-hmm. don't
1: eat it no no don't wrong no, i just told you i just told you slush you can add make the slushy we just talked about this but that's pre-made like no, if i see it I, I, I can make it right now i pour it right on right now it's white snow and it's got yellow powder come on come on this isn't yellow this is black snow okay well that's maybe different it's, it's grape flavored
2: <laughs>
1: we'll go with all it. right. We'll go with it. All right yeah, that's ridiculous obviously. So we've got ultralight backpacking advice trivia from greenbelly.com coming up right after this.
0: Are you looking fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations. And sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com
2: Can you be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail? Then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information
1: that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast
2: wherever you get your podcast.
1: All right. So, uh, so JK, I've got three questions, and they're all true-false. All of okay. them. Either true or false okay okay and so in order to pass you gotta get two out of three correct so I'm what happens basis- if i fail uh so i've been doing punishments but every time i, I like i say a punishment the person ends up passing but if, if you're up for it on the next time which is will be the first time we go backpacking you gotta carry one small item for me are you up for that by small what are we saying Like, like, I'm not gonna make it. Like, it could be like you know one of those uh, single, like, like travel size. What do you call them? Um, Sunblocks, or it could be just something like that. Not like some small five pound dumbbell or something. Not that. Okay, could be my favorite carabiner or my favorite analogy. Okay, I I, I, I can roll with that. I can roll with that. (laughs) All right. Sounds like you're confident because you asked. So uh, you got to get two of three correct. Um, So my question is: Did Green Belly say to do such and such? To be ultralight. Okay? okay. Like as an ultralight tip. Did they actually say that? Did they actually suggest that? Okay. Okay. So number one, did they say, did Greenbelly say use rocks instead of stakes to tie down your tent? Implying that you can leave the tent stakes at home because you can just, you know, find rocks while you're out there. I hope. Did they not. say that? True, they said that false. And they didn't. Okay. I'm gonna say false. I don't know why they would say that. Well, why would you have an
2: issue with that? I mean, I would understand if you were like on a rock face. And the only way you could mm-hmm. set your tent up was like that but right with wind and weather
1: mm-hmm. that's not wise so if they gave that okay. advice it wasn't good advice all right uh they did give that so that is incorrect my friend that was actually true they did say what that. and yeah i'm in agreement with you i actually was surprised i'm like i definitely gotta include that's, that one he's gonna get that one wrong <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> yeah so yeah, it doesn't specifically say don't bring steaks, but it's like under the ultralight advice column, which means, you know, why would you use rocks if you had steaks with you, right? Like you're you're talking about how to shave weight out of your pack. And so that's why I, I said it implied that you're not going to bring the steaks or or that you're bringing fewer steaks, I suppose. Okay. But it's also, you know, you can take things out of your pack and make things way more inconvenient for yourself. Yeah. But like, you know, it sounds much fun, right? Well, but steaks are kind of they're necessities, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with well, you. Well, I'm, I'm behind the eight ball already, Carl. So let's go. Hey, hey just get the next two right and you pass, man. <laughs> next two right. <laughs> uh, okay. Did they say that you should um, cut excess straps to save weight? So like trim your straps you're not using. You gotta, like, oh, a yeah. Long... They probably said that. Okay. Do you agree with that or not?
2: I mean, it will do it. It's just very extreme. But I mean, I know people that do that. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I will say that my, my mystery ranch pack, like the, the hip belt straps, once I've cinched them down, I feel like they go down almost to my knees. So I just, yeah, I definitely need to gets annoying. I've done that. I've done it with like, uh, I've got a couple fanny packs that I use with my backpacks and I, Mm. the straps on those get really long and I chop those off usually. Okay. That's a whole can of worms conversation right there about the fanny pack. We'll get to to that later, but, um, Uh, You're correct, my friend. They did say to do that. So true was the correct answer on that one. So one for two. Well done. Well done. Yes. Yes. Okay. Ready. (laughs) All right. Um, This is a controversial one because this one's actually come up on our podcast a lot and a lot of people disagree with this. So would they have said that you should share the load? If you can spread around group gear, you're going to save weight out of your pack. True or false? I know a lot of people do that with tents.
2: And mm-hmm. and cook gear stoves yeah and cooking yeah. gear I know a lot of people do that for that reason, I mean. Sounds like you don't like this. Do you do not like that concept. No, because if every if you've only got one set of cook gear and it goes bad, guess what?
1: Nobody has cook gear, mm-hmm. so you're kind right. of kind of all screwed at that point. And so and, and give me a scenario where your cook gear's gone bad. Like you're like well, my stove's just not it, working. Dan, uh, uh, he had a soda windmaster that just. Mm-hmm.
2: Basically exploded. I mean, just it, it malfunctioned and it shot flames everywhere. Okay. He couldn't use it anymore. And on the trail, on the happened. trail, it happened. And had he not been with wow. three other guys who had stoves, he wouldn't have had a stove to use. So, right. I mean, it happens. It's so a good
1: thing there was three more. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I mean, but what I'm saying is like, you, I don't want to be the guy that my gear fails. And, you know, so I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, th- I think they probably said it. I just, I don't want to trust anybody else's stuff if you're going
1: with like a group of six or more where there's gonna be at least two of everything are you still you you just don't you don't like that well when i get to camp i just want to
2: start cooking my food i don't want to have to wait for three other people to go and then i get to cook my stuff i want
1: to eat i'm hungry okay you don't like sharing selfish i'm I'm selfish man (laughs) i'm a selfish backpacker (laughs) all right so final uh final verdict is it Do they say that true or not say that false i mean I, i It sounds like something they'd say. Okay. You got to say the word true, false to big account. True. True is correct. You passed trivia. You did it, my friend. You did it. So what do I win? I mean, I don't have to carry your stuff now. What do I win? Yeah, that's a victory right there. That's a success. Um, What you should have negotiated was if I win, can I make you carry something for me? Well, I mean, we could do that now. Yeah, I'm not gonna agree to that now. <laughs> but, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, next time, next time you're on, you're gonna be in charge of trivia. We've we already know what that sounds like because you <laughs> did that last time you're on the show. And yeah. uh, we'll have this, you know, you can come up with a scenario, it can be the same scenario if I don't pass. Is that a deal? Yeah. But okay. I'm just I just I'm gonna contact Greenbelly and ask them what the heck they were talking about with these rocks. Have you had them on your show? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, they reached out to me and asked if they could come on my show, and I, and I didn't know much about them. I think, I think at the time they just had like a bunch of recipes. I think they've got a, obviously they got a lot more going on now. But oh, the green belly bars are awesome. Have you had any of those? No. They're meal bars. Oh, they're awesome. Oh, maybe I have had one. They're they're kind of like squarish. They're super dense, but yeah. some of them are really good. I've got yeah. a few. Okay, but like okay that phrase though meal bar does not sound very appealing. I, it might taste good, but. Like, hey, for a meal, I'm going to eat a bar. Does that does that excite you? Nothing about camp food excites me. What? I you mean, don't like the freeze-dried stuff? That stuff's good, man. I like to cook.
2: Okay. And the idea of just add water and you have food mm-hmm. is a little too Jetsons for me. You know, <laughs> it just feels like, <laughs> like half the people listening probably don't even know who the Jetsons are, but I don't care. <laughs> it's like, it just feels like the idea of instant food is just right. like, and can I
1: give you a hot take? Yeah, go for it. Mountain
2: House is garbage.
1: Like no, that's not a hot take. I think everybody's. Everybody's into that these days. Yeah. Oh um, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Especially
2: when you've got things like Peak Refuel and Stowaway Gourmet and some of these other ones that are out there that just make like
1: unbelievable food. It's Correct. Just like, yeah, yeah, I'm 100% with you. In fact, on that same church trip, they, they made us like pay a fee up front, they're like, we're going to buy a bunch of uh, freeze-dried food and you to pick which ones you want. And I was like, can I please just stink and buy my own and not pay the fee? But I, I didn't want to be the guy that was just complaining, so I just kind of went with it. And they, they're like, here we go, mountain house, chicken fried rice, chili mac with beef. And I was like, oh, no. And, and so the
2: most I, overrated meal in all of backpacking is – the Mountain House Beef Stroganoff, mm, okay. most overrated meal on the planet. It I was rated. Oh, it's so many guys will say that's their favorite. They just love oh. the beef stroganoff, and it's like, yeah. man, I got that and I had to load it up with salt and pepper just to get flavor out
1: of it. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I'm I'm a yeah. peak refuel like Thai coconut curry guy, so I'm, I'm with you. On Ooh, the that sounds house, good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good well, one. Well, and,
2: sure. and 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 something I do, like I only carry extra weight the first day. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is I will freeze a, I'll I'll season a steak. Oh yeah. Some yeah, potatoes I yeah. freeze it, throw it in a pack and by the end of the day of hiking, it's thawed out. Right. And then I cook that over the fire and that's yeah. that's my dinner the first night. Cuz I would you, much man. rather I'll eat that steak the first night every
1: time. Yeah. 100% with every you. 100%. Time. Yeah, I've done yeah. that and got to do that more often, but um all right, so we, this is our, this is time for our tidbit section, and I actually just saved this for you to share. What do you got going on with uh, your YouTube channel? You kind of already made a reference to an upcoming video, but tell us a little more about that and what's going on with your podcast. What do we have to look forward to as far as upcoming episodes or just anything in general? Whatever you want to say. Yeah. Well, I took a several
2: month vacation from YouTube, and mm-hmm. it was it was due to the fact that the injuries and not hiking. I I really struggle with putting stuff out saying, Hey, go do this in the the back country when I'm not doing anything in the back country. Right. So I waited until I'd been back out backpacking at least a couple months before I started putting videos out again. Okay. And so I'm back to putting videos out, uh, right on. Just put a video out last Friday or last Saturday. I got another one coming out this week. Get back to doing them every week again. Um, I got some really cool trips coming up. I've got one coming up with a former co-host of your show. Um, I don't want to say too much about it, but like, uh, He's, he's a guy who's co-hosted your show. and uh, You don't want like, to say his guy. name? You don't want to pr- promo him? No, not yet. Not yet. Because okay. if it doesn't happen, if something comes oh, up at the I last see. minute, it doesn't happen, then, you know. You think but, he's uh, going to be
1: a trip saboteur or one of the flaky people? I
2: mean, the weather could be the trip saboteur. Oh, okay. I mean, East Coast is a mess, man, when it comes to weather. We just never know. That's true. Like, it was negative 9 degrees in Kentucky. That doesn't happen, you right, know? Right, So, it's just, there's just no telling. So, I'm, okay. I, I don't want to say too much but but we're gonna be going on a trip uh with him um i've got a couple buddies that that are right here in town that i've become really good friends with and we're gonna be planning a lot of trips this year and doing stuff together okay uh the backpacking podcast we've got uh andrew skirka getting ready to come up yeah in a couple weeks so we're excited to have him on he's gonna be our uh our first guest of the year on our live stream
0: yeah
1: man right on
2: we're real excited about that right um yeah, so we got we got a lot of cool stuff happening, a lot of really okay. cool stuff happening. Uh, hopefully, uh, Jeremiah Stringer will actually get some merchandise, you know, mm, sometime in the near future. Right. Um, that's always a hope, but uh, we've been hoping that now for three years and it's not happened. So, I'm oh here's the gosh. thing: I got I'm gonna roast him on another podcast. <laughs> he this guy this guy literally in 2020 said once I reach 10,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. I will get merchandise. Right. Jeremiah is now 25,000 subscribers. Yep. He has no merch.
1: That's amazing. So Jeremiah lies. Not a man. He's a liar. Right.
2: I love him. He's a friend. We're close, but he's a liar. And (laughs) he's going to have to own up to this at some point. And I really hope he listens to this episode. And then I get a text going, what the heck, man? But yeah, no, he. He needs to get merchandise. That's all there is to it. This is garbage. So I'm, I'm tired of not having a Jeremiah Stringer t-shirt. It's like really ticking me off at this point.
1: It's so funny because our shows, our, our podcasts are so different in a lot of ways, but we both call our co-hosts liars <laughs> for, di- for very different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just think my my guys are making up stories. But um, actually, so in our last, so we did the, you know, the backpacking podcast versus backpacking blister show a few months ago. And yeah. I, I, I kind of like, I tried to, to hassle him a little bit about the uh, the merchandise, and I actually I, I felt like I went a little too far with it, so I think I ended up deleting that part out of the episode because I was like, oh. I think that was a little too rough on Jeremiah, but uh, maybe it wasn't based on what you just said.
2: No, he lied. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he told us he would have merchandise and didn't make it. Right, but cool. I, my point was like like that he kept on saying that I don't want to have merchandise because I don't want to be so self-absorbed, and I said, well, by... By continuing to talk about your merchandise, like, isn't that a very self-absorbed kind of thing? And I was like, eh, I don't know i am enough to say that. <laughs> but there, I just care. said it again. He didn't care.
2: He knows it's all in fun. He knows okay. it's all in fun. All it's- right. Like I, I love Jeremiah to death, man. He's he's a great guy. It's it's a lot of fun
1: doing the podcast with him. Well, yeah, yeah. You guys have a great uh, rapport, and we'll have links to all that stuff, or at least some of that stuff that's already out in our show description, both on YouTube and on the podcast app that you're using. So so check out check out J.K. John Kelly and Jeremiah. Awesome dudes, awesome dudes, and. um yeah, man. Again, really appreciate you coming on the show. Really enjoyed. This was excellent. So uh, I hope to have you on again yeah, when you, we when you got time because, yeah, I enjoyed it for sure. It's just nice being on a podcast where I don't have to do anything. You prepared. Come on. You had a list. You had your list of three. You did something.
2: I had, Yeah. I wrote three sentences for an entire podcast. That's <laughs> awesome.
1: This was great. <laughs> I might have done a little more than that. Let me know. What's that? Let you know what? Let me
2: know when I can come back. I'm all in. If you're all in, I'll, I'll keep on inviting you, <laughs> man, for sure. This is easy. Sure. This is easy. Okay,
1: fair enough. And we'll talk about the zombie apocalypse next time. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to bore people with all the intellectual stuff that I can come up I with. I doubt you that. can do that, man. Um, again, thanks so much. And hey, everybody, have a great week out there. God bless. I want to This episode is brought to you by BlendJet. I love smoothies, especially after hard workouts, but I don't like paying smoothie bar prices or if I make my own using the bulky blender that's hard to clean. BlendJet Two is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work or a protein shake at the gym. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With over 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from, there's a BlendJet 2 to complement just about any style. Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code backpacking12 to get 12% off your order and free two day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code backpacking12 to get 12% off your order and free two day shipping.
0: You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern, on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.